In the heart of a once prosperous kingdom, darkness had taken hold. The land, known for its lush forests and bustling marketplaces, now lay under a shadow of terror. Undead creatures, their eyes glowing with a haunting light, roamed the streets and countryside. They were relentless, emerging from the shadows to attack the living, turning vibrant communities into ghost towns. Marcus, a warrior of great renown, stood on the ramparts of the kingdom's capital, watching the distant fires that burned in the ravaged villages. His face, usually stoic, was marked with concern. These undead were not mere myths or bedtime stories to frighten children. They were real, and they were decimating his homeland. The king, desperate for a solution, had summoned sorcerers and scholars, but none could find the source of this curse. That was until Marcus, in his relentless pursuit, stumbled upon ancient texts speaking of the Throne of Bones. It was said to be a relic of immense power, hidden in the darkest depths of the kingdom. The throne, created in a forgotten age, granted unparalleled strength to those who dared to claim it, but at a terrible price. It was rumoured to be the source of the undead scourge, its dark magic seeping into the land and animating the dead. Marcus knew what he had to do. The kingdom had given him everything, a home, honour and purpose. Now, it was his turn to give back. He resolved to find this cursed throne and destroy it. But deep down, a part of him feared the journey ahead. The throne was not just a source of darkness. It was a temptation, offering power beyond measure. To destroy it, Marcus would have to confront not only the undead, but also the darkest parts of himself. He packed his gear, his sword glistening in the moonlight. He knew this journey would test him in ways he couldn't yet fathom. As he set off into the night, leaving the safety of the city walls behind, Marcus was aware of the potential sacrifice. To save his kingdom, he might have to lose a part of himself, perhaps his very humanity. But the decision was made. The throne had to be destroyed for the sake of all that he held dear. Marcus travelled through the dense forests that bordered the kingdom, where whispers of shadow magic were strongest. It was here, under the cover of night, that he first encountered the Shadow Guild. Cloaked in darkness, they emerged from the trees, their presence more felt than seen. The leader, a figure shrouded in a dark cloak, stepped forward. Marcus, warrior of the kingdom, he began, his voice a low whisper. We have watched your quest. You seek to destroy the Throne of Bones. Marcus, hand on the hilt of his sword, eyed them warily. And why would the Shadow Guild care about my quest? He asked, his voice tinged with suspicion. The Throne's power disturbs the balance, the leader replied. Its destruction aligns with our interests. We offer you our aid. Marcus knew of the Shadow Guild, a secretive group skilled in the arcane arts of shadow and illusion. Their offer was tempting, but he also knew such aid would not come without a price. And what would you ask in return? Marcus inquired, narrowing his eyes. The leader's gaze seemed to pierce through the shadows. Infiltrate the den of vampires that lies in the heart of the Deadwood Forest. There, retrieve a mystical artifact for us, an amulet of ancient power. Do this, and our knowledge and magic are yours. Marcus felt a chill run down his spine. 
the Deadwood Forest was notorious, a place where even the bravest dared not tread. And vampires, creatures as cunning as they were lethal, ruled it. Yet he knew he could not face the power of the Throne of Bones alone. After a moment of tense silence, Marcus nodded slowly. I will retrieve your amulet, he said, the weight of his decision heavy in his heart. But once this is done, your guild will aid me in my quest without deception. The leader bowed slightly. You have our word, warrior. Succeed, and you shall have the Shadow Guild's allegiance. As the guild members vanished into the night, Marcus was left to contemplate his next move. He needed their help, but the task they set before him was fraught with danger. Still, there was no turning back. With a determined sigh, he set his sights on the Deadwood Forest, ready to face whatever horrors lay within. The Deadwood Forest was as foreboding as the tales suggested. Twisted trees and an eerie fog shrouded Marcus's path as he ventured deeper, every sense alert. He found the vampire den hidden beneath an ancient, decrepit mausoleum, its entrance guarded by dark magic and the undead. Marcus, adept in combat and stealth, slipped past the guards undetected, entering the labyrinthine tunnels beneath. The air was thick with the scent of decay, and faint whispers echoed off the stone walls. He moved silently, avoiding the vampire sentinels that patrolled the shadows. Finally, he reached the chamber where the artifact was kept. It lay upon an altar, glowing with a spectral light. As he reached out to take it, Marcus felt a surge of dark energy. The amulet was powerful, imbued with magic older than the kingdom itself. His triumph was short-lived. The moment the amulet left its resting place, a deafening alarm echoed through the den. Vampires, swift and lethal, descended upon him. Marcus fought fiercely, his sword cutting through the night creatures, but there were too many. The vampire lord, a creature of terrifying presence, confronted him. Tall and imposing, with eyes like red coals, he struck with supernatural speed. Marcus, though skilled, was outmatched. In a desperate move, he used the amulet's power, unleashing a blinding light that stunned his attackers. Seizing the moment, Marcus fled, navigating the maze of tunnels while the enraged cries of the vampires filled the air. He emerged into the night, wounded and weary but alive. The vampires, bound to their domain, did not pursue him beyond the forest's edge. Marcus's journey back to the Shadow Guild was a blur of pain and exhaustion. His body bore the marks of the Vampire Lord's power, and the amulet's energy pulsed in his grasp, a constant reminder of the perilous task he had undertaken. When he finally reached the Guild, the sun was rising, casting light on the toll the night had taken on him. He presented the amulet to the Shadow Guild, his expression one of grim determination. The first part of his bargain was complete, but at a cost he was only beginning to understand. Marcus's return to his hometown was met not with the familiar sights and sounds of his youth, but with chaos and despair. The town, once bustling with life, was now under siege by a horde of ghouls. Their ghastly screams filled the air as they clawed at the barricades, their hunger for the living insatiable. The town's defences were crumbling. The guards, weary and outnumbered, fought valiantly but were losing hope. Upon seeing Marcus, a glimmer of hope sparked in their eyes. He was more than a warrior to them, 
He was a symbol of the strength and resilience of their town. Marcus quickly assessed the situation. The ghouls were relentless, and the town's defences would not hold much longer. He remembered the ancient texts mentioning a mystical weapon hidden within the town, one with the power to repel darkness. Gathering a small group of brave townsfolk, Marcus led a foray into the heart of the town. They moved stealthily, avoiding the ghouls roaming the streets. The weapon was said to be hidden in the old crypt beneath the chapel, a place now surrounded by the undead. As they reached the chapel, Marcus and his team fought their way through the ghouls. In the dim light of the crypt, Marcus held the mystical weapon, its blade pulsing with an inner light that seemed to pulse in time with his own heartbeat. This ancient sword, forged in an era long forgotten, was imbued with powerful enchantments, specifically designed to combat the darkness. As Marcus emerged from the crypt, the townspeople watched in awe. The weapon's glow illuminated the night, casting long shadows as Marcus strode towards the front lines. The ghouls, sensing the power of the blade, hesitated, their undead instincts recoiling from its radiant energy. With a battle cry, Marcus launched into the fray. The blade sliced through the ghouls with ease, each swing releasing a burst of arcane energy that disintegrated the undead creatures on contact. The townsfolk, inspired by this display of power, rallied and fought with renewed vigour, pushing back against the tide of ghouls. However, as the battle raged, Marcus began to feel the toll of wielding such a powerful artefact. Each swing of the blade drained a bit of his life force, leaving him feeling weaker and more fatigued. His arms grew heavy and his movements slowed, but his resolve did not waver. He understood the cost of using the weapon, but knew the survival of his town and its people depended on it. Despite his weakening state, Marcus continued to fight at the forefront, cutting down ghoul after ghoul. The mystical weapon was their only hope against the undead, and he was the only one who could wield it effectively. As the night wore on, the tide of the battle slowly turned in their favour. The ghouls, unable to withstand the power of the blade, began to retreat, their numbers dwindling under Marcus's relentless assault. By the time the first light of dawn broke over the horizon, the last of the ghouls had been vanquished. The town was safe for now, but the victory was bittersweet. Marcus, leaning heavily on his sword, felt the weight of his exhaustion. The weapon had proven effective, but it had exacted a heavy price. He knew he could not rely on its power indefinitely, but for the moment it had given them a much-needed victory. As Marcus stood amidst the aftermath of the battle, his body weak and his spirit wearied, a chilling presence enveloped the air. From the shadows emerged a figure, cloaked in darkness, its appearance heralding a cold, deathly aura. It was the Reaper, a being spoken of in hushed tones, a collector of souls and broker of dark deals. You have fought valiantly, Marcus. The Reaper's voice was like a whisper on the wind, eerie and unnerving. But your strength wanes. You cannot sustain this fight with mere mortal vigour. Marcus, wary and exhausted, clenched his sword. What do you want, Reaper? I offer you a pact, the Reaper replied, its form shifting like smoke. The power to control the undead, to bend them to your will. With this you can protect your kingdom from the darkness that consumes it. 
The offer was tempting, almost too much so. Marcus knew the risks of dealing with such entities. The price for such power was often more than one bargained for. And what is the price for this power? Marcus asked, his voice steady, despite the fatigue that gripped him. That will be revealed in time. The Reaper's eyes glowed faintly. But know this, the cost will be significant. Marcus stood silent, contemplating. His town had been saved, but the threat of the Throne of Bones loomed large. He needed more than just bravery and steel to end this curse. He needed power, power beyond what any mortal could possess. Finally, with a heavy heart, Marcus nodded. I accept your pact, Reaper. Grant me the power to end this scourge. A sinister smile crept across the Reaper's face. So be it, it said. In an instant, dark energy swirled around Marcus, seeping into his very being. He felt a surge of power, dark and foreboding, yet undeniably potent. As the Reaper vanished into the shadows, Marcus felt the newfound power coursing through him. He could sense the undead, their presence like whispers in his mind. He could control them, bend them to his will. But at what cost? Though he had gained great power, Marcus knew he had bound himself to an ominous fate. The Reaper's Pact was a double-edged sword, one that he would wield in his quest to destroy the Throne of Bones, even as it threatened to consume his soul. In his quest for allies against the growing darkness, Marcus's path led him to the enigmatic Queen of Thorns. She ruled over a secluded realm, a land where nature and magic intertwined, creating an almost impenetrable barrier against outsiders. The Queen herself was a figure of legend, known for her mastery over nature and her inscrutable motives. As Marcus entered her domain, he was immediately struck by the contrast to the blighted lands he had left behind. Here, Life thrived under the Queen's protection, a stark reminder of what was at stake should he fail in his quest. The Queen awaited him in her throne room, a space where wild vines entwined with the stone architecture, embodying the fusion of nature and human craft. Her presence was commanding, her gaze piercing as she regarded Marcus. You seek to destroy the Throne of Bones, she stated her voice resonating with a power that seemed to echo the very life force of the land. Why should I aid you in this quest? Marcus, feeling the weight of his newfound power and the pact with the Reaper, replied, The throne's curse spreads far and wide, threatening all. I need your help to end it. The Queen of Thorns considered his words, her expression unreadable. The throne is an abomination an affront to the balance of life and death, she said. Its destruction aligns with my desires. However, my aid is not without a price. Marcus tensed, wary of yet another bargain. What price? he asked. Once the throne is destroyed, you shall help me restore the lands it has blighted, she answered. Nature must be allowed to reclaim what the darkness has taken. It was a request Marcus could respect aligning with his own desire to see his kingdom restored. I agree to your terms, he said. The queen nodded, and with that, an alliance was formed. It was an uneasy partnership, built not on trust, but on mutual necessity. Marcus knew that the Queen of Thorns had her own reasons for wanting the throne destroyed, reasons she kept to herself. 
Yet their goals were aligned, and in this dark time, that was enough. As Marcus left the Queen's domain, he felt a mix of apprehension and determination. The path ahead was fraught with danger and uncertainty, but with the Queen of Thorns as an ally, his chances of destroying the Throne of Bones had significantly improved. Yet, the uneasy feeling lingered, a reminder that in this war against darkness, alliances were as volatile as the magic that fueled them. Marcus returned to the Shadow Guild, seeking to consolidate his alliance and gather resources for the impending battle against the Throne of Bones. However, upon his arrival, he sensed something amiss. The air was tense, and the guild members regarded him with a cold, calculating gaze. In a private meeting with the guild leader, Marcus's suspicions grew. The leader spoke in veiled terms, probing Marcus's progress and the extent of his new powers. Marcus, wary, gave nothing away, but his mind raced with doubt. Later that night, as Marcus lay in his quarters provided by the guild, his instinct screamed a warning. Just in time, he rolled away as a shadowy figure struck where he had been sleeping moments before. An assassin from the guild, cloaked in darkness, had come to kill him. A brutal fight ensued. Marcus, although caught off guard, was no easy target. His skills, honed in battle, and the dark powers granted by the Reaper gave him an edge. The assassin was skilled in shadow magic, but Marcus's determination fueled his strikes. During the clash, the assassin hissed, The throne's power will be ours. You are but a pawn, Marcus. The revelation hit Marcus like a physical blow. The Shadow Guild had never intended to aid him in destroying the throne. They sought its power for themselves and had used Marcus to clear their path to it. With a surge of effort, Marcus overpowered the assassin, forcing them to flee into the night. He knew then that he had to leave immediately. The guild would not stop at one attempt on his life. Gathering his belongings, Marcus slipped away under the cover of darkness. He realized the full extent of his isolation. The Shadow Guild had betrayed him. The Queen of Thorns' allegiance was tenuous, and the Reaper's pact loomed over him like a dark cloud. He was alone in his quest, unable to trust anyone but himself. As he left the guild's territory, Marcus felt the weight of the path ahead. The Throne of Bones was still out there, and now he faced enemies on all sides. But his resolve hardened. No matter the odds, he would see his mission through to the end, for the sake of his kingdom and its people. Marcus's journey led him deep into the heart of a desolate wasteland, where the air was thick with the stench of decay and the land was scarred by the curse of the undead. In the midst of this desolation, he found it, the Throne of Bones. It was a grotesque monument, constructed from the skeletal remains of countless creatures, both human and beast. The throne exuded an aura of malevolent power, its very presence warping the air around it. As he approached, Marcus could feel the oppressive weight of the throne's dark magic. The ground around it was littered with the undead, creatures bound to the throne's will, their empty eyes fixated on him. Yet, they did not attack. It was as if the throne itself was assessing Marcus, recognizing the power he now wielded. Then the whispers began. Soft at first, 
They soon grew into a cacophony of voices, each promising Marcus untold power, invincibility, and the ability to save his kingdom from any threat. The throne beckoned to him, tempting him to take his place upon it, to wield its power as his own. Marcus, standing before the throne, felt a stirring within him. The pact with the Reaper had already shown him the allure of dark power, and the throne's promises played upon his deepest desires and fears. He could end the undead plague once and for all, protect his people, and rule as a benevolent sovereign with unchallengeable might. But amidst the seductive chorus of promises, a part of Marcus resisted. He remembered the cost of the power he had already accepted, the hollow feeling where his emotions once were. He thought of the Shadow Guild's betrayal, their lust for the throne's power mirroring what now whispered in his own mind. With a mighty effort, Marcus steeled his will against the throne's temptations. He had come to destroy it, not to succumb to its dark allure. The path to saving his kingdom did not lie in becoming a tyrant, ruling through fear and power. He had seen enough to know that such power came at a price too great to pay. The whispers grew furious, the air crackling with dark energy as the throne sensed Marcus's resistance. But he stood firm, his resolve unbroken. He had made his decision. The throne of bones would not claim him as its next victim. He would find another way to save his kingdom, one that did not require him to lose his soul. The throne of bones, sensing Marcus's defiance, unleashed its guardians. From the shadows emerged figures of terror, twisted amalgamations of bone and shadow, creatures bound to the throne's will. They moved towards Marcus with a singular purpose, to protect the throne at all costs. Marcus braced himself, drawing upon every ounce of his skill and the dark power he had gained from his pact with the Reaper. The Guardians were relentless, their attacks coordinated and ferocious, but Marcus fought with the desperation of a man who knew the fate of his kingdom hung in the balance. The battle raged around the throne, a maelstrom of steel and dark magic. Marcus's blade, imbued with the mystical power of the weapon he had found, cut through the Guardians, but each fallen foe seemed to drain more of his strength. The power of the Reaper coursed through him, controlling the lesser undead that sought to swarm him, but the exertion was immense. As the last of the Guardians fell, Marcus stood alone before the Throne of Bones. It loomed over him, a macabre monument to darkness and power. He was exhausted, his body pushed to its limits, his spirit weary from the constant temptation of the throne. The whispers of the throne intensified, promising him rest, strength, and the power to achieve all his desires. He could end the undead plague, bring peace to his land, and rule as a benevolent king. All it required was for him to sit upon the throne, to accept its dark gift. But Marcus knew the truth of these promises. Power such as this did not come without a price. He had already seen what the thirst for this power had done to the Shadow Guild, and the pact with the Reaper was a constant reminder of the cost of such dealings. Torn between exhaustion and his duty, Marcus struggled with the decision. To sit on the throne was to save his kingdom but lose himself. To walk away meant continuing a seemingly impossible battle, 
but retaining his humanity. As he stood before the throne, the weight of his choice heavy upon him, Marcus knew that this decision would define not only his fate, but the fate of his entire kingdom. The lure of the throne was strong, but so too was his resolve to protect his people, not as a tyrant, but as a true leader. The battle was won, but the war was far from over, and Marcus's greatest challenge still lay ahead. After the grueling battle with the throne of Bones's guardians, Marcus, weary and burdened by the enormity of his choices, was confronted by the Queen of Thorns. She arrived unexpectedly, her presence as commanding as ever, but with an air of triumph that immediately aroused Marcus's suspicions. Marcus, you have done well to defeat the Guardians, she began, her voice resonating with a newfound intensity. Now, the path to the throne is clear, and its power is within our grasp. Marcus, still reeling from the battle, responded warily. Our grasp. I thought our goal was to destroy the throne, not claim it. The Queen's expression hardened. Destroying the throne is a waste of its potential. Its power could restore the balance of nature, undo the blight that has spread across the land. I intend to harness that power. The revelation struck Marcus with the force of a physical blow. He realized then that the Queen of Thorns had been manipulating him from the start, using him as a means to clear her path to the throne. You used me, Marcus said, the sense of betrayal sharp in his voice. All this time your aim was to claim the throne's power for yourself. The Queen's gaze did not waver. Yes, I used you, but our goals were aligned. The undead plague threatens everything, and the throne's power is the key to restoring balance. I did what was necessary for the greater good. Marcus felt a tumult of emotions. Anger, betrayal, but also an understanding of her motives. The Queen sought to heal the land, to undo the damage wrought by the undead. Her methods were deceitful, but her intentions were, in their own way, noble. Despite this, Marcus could not condone her deception. The throne's power is a curse, he said firmly. It corrupts all who seek to wield it. Your plan would only replace one form of darkness with another. The Queen of Thorns regarded him with a mixture of respect and regret. Then we are at an impasse, Marcus. I will not yield my pursuit of the throne. With those final words, the Queen departed, leaving Marcus alone with the weight of her betrayal. He lamented the deceit, but understood that in the quest for power, even the most noble intentions could lead one astray. In the aftermath of the Queen of Thorns' departure, the air around Marcus grew cold, heralding the arrival of the Reaper. The spectral figure materialized before him, its presence more ominous than ever. Marcus, the Reaper intoned, its voice echoing with a chilling finality. The time has come to claim the price of our pact. Marcus, still grappling with the betrayal of the Queen, faced the Reaper with a weary resolve. I have not forgotten our deal. What is the price you demand? The Reaper's eyes, dark voids in its shadowy visage, seemed to pierce into Marcus's soul. The price is your ability to feel emotions. You will continue your quest, but as a being devoid of fear, love, sorrow, or joy. This is the cost of the power you wield.
The demand struck Marcus with an unexpected force. To lose his emotions was to lose a part of his humanity, the very essence that had driven him to protect his kingdom, to fight against the darkness. Yet, he knew that refusal was not an option. He had made a pact, and the price had to be paid. With a heavy heart, Marcus nodded in acceptance. I will pay your price, Reaper. But know this, even without my emotions, my resolve to save my kingdom remains unshaken. The Reaper reached out, its touch cold as death, and in that moment, Marcus felt a part of himself slip away. The range of emotions that had coloured his world faded into nothingness, leaving behind a hollow void. He could remember love, fear, joy and sorrow, but he could no longer feel them. As the Reaper vanished, Marcus stood alone, a shell of his former self. The warmth of his heart had been replaced by an unfeeling calm, a detachment from the world he sought to save. He understood now the true cost of the power he had sought, the price of his pact with the Reaper. Yet even in this hollow state, Marcus's determination did not waver. He would continue his quest, driven not by emotion but by a sense of duty that remained etched in his very being. The throne of bones still needed to be destroyed, and Marcus, devoid of emotion but steadfast in his resolve, prepared to face whatever challenges lay ahead. Standing before the throne of bones, a figure stripped of emotion but fueled by unwavering purpose, Marcus made his decision. The throne, a source of corruption and suffering, could not be allowed to exist. Its power, though tempting, brought only destruction and despair. He would destroy it, no matter the personal cost. With the mystical blade in hand, the one he had used to vanquish the ghouls, Marcus approached the throne. The air around it crackled with dark energy, a palpable force resisting his advance. The whispers of the throne grew louder, a desperate attempt to sway him, but Marcus, devoid of emotions, remained immune to its seductions. He raised the blade, its arcane light a stark contrast to the malevolent darkness of the throne. With a single determined stroke, he struck the throne. The impact resonated through the chamber, a sound like the world itself was breaking. The throne shattered, its fragments exploding in a burst of dark energy. A shockwave of power swept across the land, a tidal wave of force that purged the undead plague from the kingdom. The land trembled, and the sky lit up with an eerie light as the throne's power was unmade. But the destruction of the Throne of Bones came at a great personal cost to Marcus. The backlash of the throne's destruction hit him with full force, a maelstrom of dark magic that ravaged his body and spirit. He was thrown back, his body racked with pain and his strength sapped. As the dust settled and the light dimmed, Marcus lay on the ground, severely weakened. The physical toll was immense, but more than that, he felt a change within him. The throne's destruction had altered him in ways he could not yet comprehend. He had achieved his goal. The undead were vanquished, and his kingdom was safe. But the warrior who rose to his feet was not the same man who had embarked on this quest. The throne of bones was no more, its reign of terror ended, but Marcus, forever changed by his journey and the choices he had made, knew that the scars of this battle would remain with him always. 
He had saved his kingdom, but the victory was bittersweet, marked by sacrifice and loss. In the aftermath of the Throne of Bones' destruction, the land began to heal. The sun rose on a kingdom free from the shadow of the undead plague, its people emerging from the darkness of fear into a new dawn of hope. Marcus, though weakened and forever altered, had become a symbol of resilience and sacrifice, a hero who had saved his kingdom from annihilation. But as the celebrations of victory and the mourning for the lost commenced, Marcus sensed a disturbance, an undercurrent of dark energy that did not dissipate with the throne's destruction. He investigated the remains of the throne, the epicenter of the dark power he had vanquished, seeking clues to this lingering malaise. Amidst the shattered bones and ruined chamber, Marcus found ancient runes, previously hidden within the throne's structure, now revealed by its destruction. These runes spoke of a darker, more ancient evil, a force that the Throne of Bones had been suppressing, even as it spread its own corruption. The destruction of the throne had inadvertently broken a seal, unleashing this primordial darkness into the world. It was an entity older than the kingdom, older than the legends of the throne itself, a shadow from the forgotten depths of time, freed to wreak havoc upon the land. Marcus, standing amidst the ruins, realized the gravity of his actions. His quest to save the kingdom had inadvertently set in motion a new, potentially more devastating threat. The Reaper's pact and the loss of his emotions had prepared him for challenges, but this was a danger he had not anticipated. Determined to rectify his mistake, Marcus prepared to face this new threat. He had no illusions about the journey ahead. It would be perilous, filled with unknown dangers and dark magic. But his resolve, forged in the fires of his trials and sacrifices, remained unbroken. As he set out from the ruins of the throne, Marcus was a changed man, no longer just a warrior, but a guardian standing against the darkness he had unwittingly unleashed. His journey had taken him from a hero fighting a known evil to a sentinel facing an ancient and mysterious threat. With grim resolve, Marcus embarked on this new path, ready to confront whatever lay ahead in the uncharted darkness, for the sake of his kingdom and the world beyond.